0: Hey everyone, this is Keith Sarlos, and uh, we are about to celebrate our 10th anniversary here at Sarlos and Sons. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you know Jaime, Macias, and I have been talking about everything under the sun, mostly uh, living an analog childhood and a digital adulthood. But I'm going to take this moment to look back on something, because if there's one person that has been uh, alongside me in the last 10 years... Uh, pushing me to do things, learn new things. Um, When I have a crazy idea, he's usually the first person I call. Um, It's Jaime Macias. And we're starting this a little bit new. And this is something that I want to do more of. And I've been struck by this very simple term, which is uh, hello, stranger, goodbye, friend. And the one thing I know that wine has given me so much more than I can ever give it back. And the thing it's given me the most of is friendships. So that's a big introduction to something I wanted to talk about because Jaime Macias uh, was there before the beginning. And what I mean before the beginning, I mean, he and I met because someone reached out to me and wanted to do a wine tasting previous to us even having a tasting room. And Jaime Macias was the guy that I when we were going to do the tasting, I said, I got the wines up here. They came on a big vehicle. They couldn't make it up the driveway. So I had a Jeep and I said, hey, I got to go grab the wines. We'll just do it in the vineyard. And he said, I'll go. And he hopped in the back of this Jeep. We drove up, uh, grabbed a bunch of wine and then uh, came back down to join the rest. And a friendship uh, was started. That was the beginning of our hello stranger goodbye friend. So I'm here to not only introduce Jaime Macias, uh, because I think this is going to go out to a little broader audience, but uh, talk about the last 10 years, get to know him, uh, what makes him tick, what he's excited about, and um, uh, hear a little bit of old history. So Jaime, how was that for an intro?
1: Hey, man, that was heavy. (laughs) That was pretty good. Not bad, right? No. you you
0: Actually kind of professional, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'd say you've been doing this for about... 40 episodes. (laughs) That's right.
0: So if you're just listening to this for the first time, there's a huge back catalog of uh, podcasts that Jaime and I do, where we talk about nerd culture, we talk about kids, we talk about uh, pretty much anything that is on our mind, because we do absolutely no show prep. Yeah. Um, But it's something I look forward to every week, because it's like kind of this big mental stretch. So Jaime, what give me a little background. So when you came up, it was yeah. for Amy's birthday, right?
1: Well, well, let me give I just yeah, want to put put a pin on on something like I this is something between the two of us that has kind of been lore at this point. It has been 10 years and I for whatever reason, I couldn't pin down when exactly it was. So a little bit earlier this year I was looking around I was like has it been 10 years? I think so. I'm not sure. And I was looking through like the archive of all my photos because usually that's how I can find something is I'll look for a, a photo that I took or, or whatever around that time. And-, and I could pinpoint it and I could see it in my mind, but this was before Instagram. So it wasn't in my Instagram feed. I didn't have it on Facebook, but I could remember an image I took and it must've been hipstamatic or something, you know, it, it was something like that. It was a decade ago. And um, yeah, how luckily, many,
0: how many dead social media platforms are there oh in the man. last 10 years? It might've been on, on my path, path somewhere. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> so, but you know, the other, there's, there's a couple important people. There's a lot of important people from that day Um, Amy Small, whose birthday it was, I was just with her celebrating another birthday not that long ago, uh, a couple weeks ago, because we are right here on turning the corner on this relationship being ten years old. But also my other buddy Jason Covey, like he also jumped out of limousine that couldn't make the turn down at what is it? Is it Ballard Canyon? What's what's where is it? That's right, Ballard Canyon. Yeah. And like the limo couldn't make the turn to go down this hill. So Keith's like, you know what? You guys go down there to the vineyard. Me and Covey jumped out of the limo, probably already half drunk, jumped in the back of the Jeep, hanging on Dukes of Hazard style of some flavor. And you just start handing us like cases of wine. You're like, here, take this, take this, take this. And we then bombed down the hill and meet everybody who's getting out of the limo and like climbing a fence to come hang out in the vineyard and have a tasting with you that I'm very blessed to ha- say, I, you know, I'll, I'm just going to call that the first one that, you know, the first tasting room flight that Keith gave. And it was, I just, think that's it the first rad.
0: official for sure. That was yeah. absolutely the first one because I'm going to tell you this, this goes deeper into the lore of it was I remember talking to my, my father after that, and we had all of our wines labeled. It was all the wines that were going to, to make it to the bar for that very first year. And um, no one outside of our family had ever really tasted any of it. Um, you know, this was kind of the first step into the abyss. And, you know, looking back now, the reception I got from you guys, you know, just standing there tasting it, mm-hmm. people going, I, I, I love it can I buy this? And I had to figure out a way literally to sell it to you. And I remember saying to my dad, I, th- I think this might work.
1: Yeah. And I and, think you took a couple wine club signups, like yeah. on the spot. I don't even know if you had the club. We yet, didn't even <laughs> have a wine club, but people said, can we, can we
0: be in your wine club? And I literally invented it on the spot. Absolutely, Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and you already, you know, uh, to, 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 give something back to you. Like you already, you are you. That's been the interesting thing with, um, Sarlos and sons and Keith within wine. Um, it is, it is something different than you normally will get from a wine tasting experience. It is something different that you'll, then you'll get from other vintners and wineries but it's authentic and you just came out the gate and you were like, this is what it is. This is what we do. I hope you like it. And you weren't precious about it. I think we had some food with us and you were like, yeah, fucking eat Doritos, do whatever. (laughs) Like I I literally remember like a wine tasting. That's exactly right. That included Doritos
0: um,
1: in the vineyard. And, uh, you know, luckily um, like two days ago, I think I texted you or, or yesterday it might've been, but, Um, I had to dig through some friends' Facebook accounts and I found it. It was, it was January 10th, uh, 2009. So it, you know, and, uh, and I found, I, I, then I went to my photo archive and I did find it. I literally took three photos of one moment and Mm -hmm. that's the, the image and the memory I've had in the back of my head besides, you know, the other drunkenness we had that day, but it's you in the vineyard, like just sharing. And, um, it's, it's been a really interesting thing, even through this podcast, uh, experience we've had, which most of which I consider like semi internal still, cause we're figuring it out. But, um, what I'm learning is it's not for everybody, but the people it's for, it makes sense. Even if it doesn't make sense to us, like hmm. why, why talk about these things? But that moment, And, you know, you're one of the very few friends I've made since I've been an adult. Like, off the top of my head, I can maybe think of three or four other people. Um, And that's significant, right? Because it's like, it's not just, it's not like family or other people you've known forever. It's... um, and that that comes through your wine as well, right? Like your wine is what brought us together. I'm sure that's happened to you many more times because you you exist in a space where you're bouncing off of people, and people are coming to you for things in a very frequent way. But that's that's an interesting thing. Like your wine has not only brought you friends; it's brought you to other people. Um, it's it's just it's an interesting thing. But um, but yeah, man, that's uh, I, I don't know where you want to go from here, but it, it is an interesting point for me to look at that and to actually be able to dig through some archive and put an actual pin in that date and that experience and jumping in that Jeep and going down that Hill and have, and, and, and you telling me like, yeah, we're going to build this thing. It's over here. And then inviting me back and, and badgering me a lot of, you know, you were like, Hey, what do you do? And I was like, Oh, I build these photo booths. Um, and, and we use them for marketing activations, all this other stuff. And you said, I need that here. And you hadn't even opened the doors yet, <laughs> and it probably took another couple of years, yeah, before it, took like it got four, in there. Four or five years, right? I had to catch up, man. Uh, I don't with, with, but but it's. But can it, we talk about that a second? Yeah, yeah, Cause, please, because
0: the whole point of of this little like segue, which I know is kind of like out of the norm for what we usually talk about, but mm-hmm. this is something um, I want to do more of, honestly, just on a on a Keith basis, because, and I think the the just talking to you about this, uh, as I've been ingesting a lot more podcasts lately and mm-hmm. like you and I say a lot, it's like, you know, sucking is, is the first step at being like pretty okay at something. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about you and I, and this isn't just a love fest, but this is, this is something I want to point out that it has been something I've learned from you. And you brought up that point of, you know, how many friends do you really make when you're an adult, right? You, mm-hmm usually you're sitting in school and you have like a you know education proximity acquaintance that you just happen to do stuff with and then pretty soon you're friends yeah. the thing that i find super interesting especially about our relationship and and as i look back about 10 years now is you were doing something at the time that absolutely blew my mind it still blows my mind but the fact that you were building something and making something out of nothing and then launching it into the world with Lensley was amazingly interesting to me. And I, I wanted, you know, if you could take a minute and tell me like where, where Lensley, what, what got you to that point that you wanted to start this, you know, quote unquote photo booth. And this is another Mm -hmm. thing to put in. We, we need to have like a contextual time with this. This is before yeah. everybody had a phone in their pocket that shot a photo. This is before people were texting each other. This is before your inbox had a billion different things in it. Um, but you were you were creating something that created a a connection between two things, and someone got something. And mm-hmm. we've talked about that as the exchange. Like there's a there's a currency that you exchange. And Lensley was the first time I ever saw that happen. And if you can give me some, you know, your little 10-year backstory of like yeah. what Lensley is and what it became, I, I want to hear it. Because we've talked about it before, but I've
1: never heard it out of your mouth. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Um, I'm trying to look at a timeline as well because – I also looked at that one set of photos that I took when I was with you. And for context, when I look it up in Google Photos, it says shot with iPhone. So I, literally, I shot that with the iPhone one because I didn't get an iPhone 3G and the 3GS wasn't out yet. Mm-hmm. So this is what we're talking about is mm-hmm. like i don't even was the app store even there like
0: no it, you couldn't you couldn't download anything it just did what <laughs> it did it came with it was like batteries were included you plugged it in and you couldn't get it on verizon those are the three things i remember because yeah. one of my great buddies chris parker had the you first know, one and i app- remember holding it and i was i was so like oh this is amazing you know So app store came out.
1: App store had just come out, but just for context, like it's so weird. This is what I think the internet is doing. It's making things happen faster and spread quicker. But that's that's an aside. We can talk about that on another episode. I mean, there
0: there wasn't a thing called a podcast back then, right? Mm, Nobody talked into probably nobody talked into it like like it is today.
1: Not in this way, but I'll 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 get off my old man shit. Um, You know, (laughs) so. I was 29 years old. Um, I was engaged to be married. We were going to get married in about three months. I was on that trip with my wife and um, her very good friend – or not my wife, my fiancé at the time – and her very good friend, uh, Amy, who is celebrating her 30th birthday, and our other friends, Kirsten and Dean and uh, Susie and her sister, like just this, a group of people, just all working in entertainment um, in various – facets from here in LA. And we just bombed into a limo and rolled up to the Valley to do some wine tasting for a friend's birthday. And, um, what I was doing at the time, I was, I had just started the company Lindsley, but I had been building this thing for about two years and it started, I had a software company, um, and basically we were building social networks for brands, white label social networks. Our biggest one was for fuel TV, which was a Fox channel. Oh, I love, I love, I love that them, show. Yeah. So we built them for that network, um, a white label social network where it was all about social media. It, I'm sorry. It was all about action sports and you could sign up and you could follow your shows and you could see clips and you could discuss skate and moto and was that Blue wakeboarding Torch? and all that stuff. No, Blue Torch was after
0: that. After, okay. Same, sorry,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, but C.J. Oliveris, I think, was both of those things. Um, and at the conclusion of running that company, I had that company since I was twenty three till about the time I was twenty eight. Um, and then I, I I left that with my partners. And in that time, you know, I have a photography degree, and I was working around software and computers. And for our office, I decided I was like, I'm going to build a photo booth because I I just wanted a photo booth. I was a photo geek of some uh, stripe, and that was my background in school. have been shooting since I was 15, and I have all these computers around me and these digital cameras. And so I really just wanted a photo booth in our office because I thought it would be cool when people came to see us. I don't know who that would be because people didn't really come visit our software office, mm-hmm. but... It's just something I wanted. I was in a point in my life where I kind of had my first offices and I was trying to make it fun and interesting. And um it was just something that was nagging at me because this stuff was around me. And in building it, um you know, I found some software that would only run on Windows, but I was committed to using a Mac, so I was using Uh, boot camp, I think, and running Windows software on a Mac mini. Um, Didn't have any touchscreen interface. I was wiring these buttons from Griffin Technology that they used to sell that were these huge silver buttons. I still have one. Yeah. And, like, it was just – it was this time where I was just really – MacGyvering something together, pulling no, the parts no, you together were inventing to achieve something. something. Sure, sure. But it was, I was pulling at the strings that I liked and that were around me. Hmm. Um, and I just had a, a feeling for what kind of things and what the experience is going to be. And I, I literally was like, I want to build this and I want it to look a certain way. And this is weird in retrospect, but like I was uh, not only was I building the thing, I think I, I forget it was Ikea. I think I started with Ikea and I got this shelving unit. That and sounds about so right. I'm laying it out. I'm like, I was like blueprinting it. So I had this shelving and I was like, okay, the screen needs to go at this height. The camera needs to go at this height. The flash goes on top. The ca- computer can go wherever it needs to go. And it was a printer and I was just using this open shelves and I was rearranging it and making it work. Mhm. And then I um, I got it working uh, using Photo Booth uh, B O O F. Uh, this guy, I think his name is Alec from San Francisco. Um, that was his software he built, and he was like a dude building photo booths for Burning Man, and he probably is still out there doing business. Um, and I, I I went to say, okay, this is it. This is how it's going to work. Now I'm going to build a thing, and. As I'm in the process, I think, of transitioning into building an actual photo booth, which was my intention, I somehow stopped and said, why am I going to enclose this? I was like, it's much more interesting to see the environment you're in, as well as the person's taking the photo. And had you seen that before out in the world? I had not. I had not seen that.
0: And I think that's an Um, important thing to talk about, because one of the things and I'm, I'm not interrupting you, but I want, I want to touch mm-hmm. on three things that you, that you said that I think is, is a real reason I am drawn to you and, and we've, we've created this friendship is one, you didn't have a purpose for the thing you, f- you were building. You just had, You were building a thing that you wanted and you wanted to see in front of you And you just set out and did it by cobbling together somewhat off-the-shelf stuff, but you built your thing. And Mm -hmm. that has always resonated with me. Because you say, I want to do this, and you'll figure out the path, like water running down a hill, how to get to the end result as... as less impossible, that's a weird way to put that, but that's always <laughs> the way that I think about when I see you do stuff, you do stuff that's less impossible quickly. And when, when I saw your booth and, and, and it's not really a booth, but it's more of a, a sentinel or whatever you're going to call it. Well, that's, that's never an interesting s- thing. I,
1: yeah, I have stopped, but I used to be really militant about not using the word photo booth. Yeah. Um, and I've, uh, you know, I'm an old man now, so I've let it you, go. You now, you now <laughs> use Kleenex I, and
0: not facial tissue.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like to, it's. There is no booth. It, right. It, like to, to go back to my um to, to to put my brain back in that place where I would stop somebody. It isn't. It's not a photo booth. It's outside the box. It is, it's it's there is no box. I think that's, I've, I've used this all in marketing copy at one point or another, right. uh, Lindsley automatic picking up where the photo booth left off and, and, and other iterations of that. Because to me, like that's the conceptual framework that it fits into that people understand. But to me, there is a very hard conceptual difference that is not taken into account when somebody calls it a photo booth. Mm hmm its job is actually to not be a photo booth. Its job is to capture you within the environment, to capture the larger picture um, in an automated way. And that just, that washes away very quickly or or making that point hasn't been something that convinces other people as much as it, it is felt by me. So I, I don't harp on that as much, but to no, me, no, no, that's... No. I think that is an important distinction uh, not not only that i'm as someone who is who has
0: taken probably a lot of photos with with said lensley um,
1: <laughs> you may be the most photographed person by lensley <laughs> could,
0: could be um, l- let me let me chip back into what you were saying because yeah. i going back to, you created a thing, oh, you yeah. made a thing. And I
1: could pick up, I could pick up from where I was. Too. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <Go> but, <ahead. laughs> but I think
0: this is super important because it, you know, hopefully people are listening to this and, and they're, they're figuring out how to, to chip off pieces that they can bring into their own life. And, and cause there's probably a, a huge amount of people that are making a thing right now that we would like to talk mm-hmm. to, but I think it's really really important to talk about the the shift that you made in a in a simple thing cuz every single person back 10 years ago, right, before selfies were a thing, before every kid had a photo uh a camera in their pocket or and or people were doing it for the gram, you right? You Do it for the gram. You were creating something that was taking a photo that wasn't, you know, the your grandparents' picture inside of a small booth where two people are kissing and you get them printed out. And then all of a sudden you have a thing, um, what you were doing and the beauty of what I saw in it was it captured people in a place that are having a great time. mm -hmm. And, and then you made a, not only an interaction, but you made that the thing. The only other place I've seen it was, at Disneyland where people hmm. you would walk somewhere and you would stand in a certain spot. Someone would take your photo and they would give you a ticket. I remember this way back in the day. Right. And, yeah, and I go, dude, what do you do? And I remember asking my dad, he goes, Oh, you got to buy the photo. You know? So basically I knew it's like full stop. My dad wasn't going to buy the photo, but that, that, that exchange <laughs> that like, here you are doing a thing. And there was a professional person Taking a picture of you being happy and what you did by not being a booth, you created something that would do that, and I saw that almost immediately. And I didn't let go of it for five years because I go, I need one, I need one, I need one. Just give me the guts, mm. I'll build the box. And I built that monstrosity. <laughs> I built that monstrosity you hate because you are definitely other than my wife, one of the most design centric people I know. Um, but you, yeah, I, I well, don't think you're well, giving yourself credit for such a a monumental change that I don't think ever really existed before you did it. Strangely enough, other than that, that Disney package, you did it. Mm-hmm. Something special. Well, Maybe
1: we'll figure out, you know, this is, this is an interesting point. Cause not only is, like I said, the business is 10 years old as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that new year's Eve prior to me meeting you. So there's, there's a couple of other important things I'll pick up from this. So I was building it, um, this was 2007. So this is 18 months or so before I met you when all this building and stuff was happening. Um, and it just existed. It was around. Some of my friends had seen it. And a friend asked me, to, "He, you know, at this time, we we're all 27, 28. He, he's throwing nightclub parties and stuff. He's like, can you bring it out to my event? Bring it out to his event. And that's the first time I see people using it who aren't my friends and collaborators who are just coming by my house because at that time in my life, uh, my house was where the action happened. I was a designer. I was a photographer. Um, I had friends who were designers. I had friends who were musicians. So there, you know, we were all, we were, we were a creative crew. We used to go to lunch every Thursday, call it happy Thursday. And we would sit on Melrose or wherever and eat and drink, and then kind of like window shop and wander around and look at, Um, you know, the new fader magazine or 8.5 or, uh, the, the free magazines from New York that they would leave in like atomic garage and all that stuff. And we would kind of just immerse ourselves in kind of like what was going on. It, It was the, you know, it was that was Instagram for us. That was like that was seeing what was hot and what was new. Even though there were blogs and other stuff, it was like Analog we would Instagram. still need to yep. We would need to physically like touch base with each other and touch base with like what was new, what was coming out, what were the shoes, go by Union, go by Stussy, um go uh wander into whoever had a new flagship opening on Melrose, go to Don Antonio's and have some tacos go to skies and have some tacos go to earls grill like we would we would hang we had some places and so those were the people who had seen this thing and also the people that i would work with in the lab like on what they were doing but taking it to my friend adrian's party was the first time i saw random people use it hmm. and what did and,
0: that, what did that feel like as someone you know in a creative sense <sighs> You're a director, or you're a. You wrote a book, or you wrote this pl- movie. You directed it.
1: Well, it wasn't even. You, it wasn't even ready. It wasn't a thing I would have taken out. You know, this is probably. Yeah, one but of you, my nothing is ever is I want ready for to be you. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. perfect, Perfect. Okay. So, so he drew it out, and you know, I might have had to borrow somebody's car to take it there in Pasadena, where he would party in with his friends, and they loved it. And I think I ran out of paper, and it like was using an inkjet printer. It's it's so early days, right? Mm -hmm. So a photo booth using an inkjet printer, and I think I had to go to Target and get another pack of Canon PIXMA paper or whatever it may have been. And it was kind of in that usage that I realized, and and it was still pretty Frankenstein. I was like, okay, this can be a thing.
0: Um, What were you feeling when you ran out of ink and you drove to buy more? I was probably...
1: Well, I think I ran. Okay. I was probably half drunk and I feel like I ran um to get it cuz But do you remember had how you one felt? Or two cocktails. So you think you I felt fine. I felt happy like that it was it was working. I wasn't crazy stoked, but I was like, "Oh, this is this is rad. They like it." I probably felt a little bit like, "Why the fuck don't you have more paper?" cuz that seems like a thing you would need to have and want to have. But um yeah, uh yeah, it was a big Canon printer. I remember that thing was like, it could print super B, which is 13 by 19, I think. Cause I used to also print like small posters off of it. <laughs> but, um, so, but I, as I said, it was made off of an entire Ikea shelf that had a front and a back attached to it. So somewhere in the next 10 months or year, um, I mentioned it to a friend of mine, Leonard Lynn, who I went to college with and who was, uh, in junior or senior year at USC, we became good friends and we actually had our senior show together. We're both, we were both fine arts majors. He's a computer scientist as well of, uh, of many, many projects. He's what country is he currently in? Oh, he's, he's somewhere in Asia. I think he's in Japan currently, <laughs> but, um, but anyways, he whole, basically he came to me. Yeah. yeah. He had, he had, at, by this point he had done some stuff. Um, he, he was doing pretty well for himself. He had done some years at uh, USC and then at Yahoo, I believe. And basically in looking at it, he's, he said, you know, if you want to take that further, let me know. I'd love to partner with you or I'd be willing to, I I can't remember the exact thing, but, um, basically shortly after this happened, I I, I, I transitioned in this next year. It's a little bit foggy to me. It's, it's been, I was, I got married, all this other stuff, but between mid 2007 and, um, mid 2008, I decided I was going to stop doing the, uh, software consulting social network, white labeling, um, and do Lindsley as and see if it could become a business um and so let me get it this had straight. already started brand new wife uh uh-huh. oh let me ask, let me let me bring yeah but let me bring okay. one other thing out yeah. there's another very important piece that made this work um and i can't even remember the exact basically fuel tv at the time had a festival that they would do um it was here in la and or or, or there was something going on they were sponsoring and uh my client there um one of my main clients he knew about this i was you know he was a creative dude as well he was a vp there and so we would talk about kind of surrounding things not just the software and he asked me to bring that for them to use it at th- one of their festivals um here in Los Angeles, and because this is digital, we're capturing all these f- back then it started off as a four frame experience. It would still take four photos, it would arrange them, it would put a logo, it would print, uh kind of playing off of the original photo booth idea mm-hmm. and so at the end of this festival, you know where a thousand people may have used it, there's four thousand photos. Um, and they have the release on these people. So they actually pull the photos, do an animation, very similar to what Keith Sarlos may do these days. And they run it as a commercial on air. So they're now using these photos, um, as a piece of media to promote the footage and the festival, uh, broadcast that they're doing on, on cable television, on fuel TV. And, um, They have a relationship with Toyota. I'm also working with their design agency. There's like, there's other pieces that are starting to happen that are commercial um, surrounding Lindsley in this time period. So, 2008, I'm leaving SyncTree, which was the company that I had founded in 2003. um, And I'm starting, and I'm deciding to start Lindsley December 31st, 2008. Leonard, Lynn, and I do all our paperwork and Lindsley is a real entity. Um, and so it's, it's merely 10 days later that I meet you. And so what I'm describing to you hmm. is a thing that is, a you know, a year and a half old in my brain. Um, I've just decided to do kind of as my job full time, maybe six months prior, but I've just kind of put the paperwork in place. I do have a partner who wants to help me do it and realize this goal, but it's still very new. And it's like, um, it's not, it's, it's, it's still forming. Um, but was very lucky through the relationships with fuel TV and all that, that like, very quickly, we get things like the Dew Tour, um, which is an action sports tour sponsored by Mountain Dew. It's lots of action sports in this decade. Um, and we're building custom photo booths for Toyota where we're turning uh, Toyota Yaris into a photo booth. We're turning a Toyota 4Runner into a photo booth, and we put it on the mountain for the winter Dew Tour. And like it, it, it's kind of running for there. But this is the window right before those things where I'm meeting Keith, and he's like, I want that. And I don't know yet that it's a thing you can have in your, for me, it's for events. And we're doing weddings and we're doing bar mitzvahs and trying to figure that stuff out. So it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it, it unfurled itself in a very weird and non-traditional way where it kind of pulled me along as much as I was kind of leading it. It actually was pulling me much more than I was leading it. Mm. Um, it, yeah. And it's, it's so it's weird. Evolved we evolved over time. I mean, I, it's so weird. We met yeah. at that time, you know, uh, because
0: yeah. uh, how weird. And I'm just, as you're kind of going through this timeline of like creating something, you know, you could, you could change it from, I created a photo booth to, I was building a winery. I mean, it is so serendipitous that the things that you were going through that kind of were leading you down this path, you know, mm-hmm. especially looking back now a little bit where, where the exact same things kind of I was going through, but mm-hmm. how, when I put a pin in moments in my life and, and I, I, maybe I haven't realized this until just now, but I'm hearing your story and saying, dude, I want one of those. And is the same mm-hmm. feeling maybe I gave you as you guys gave me was saying, Hey, I, I want this and mm-hmm. rarely do you Maybe. rarely do you have yeah. that that um conversation with someone where mm-hmm. where i can i i've just jotted down a few more names that i would like to do this with where i don't know if we would be who we are today or at least down that path without the people you know, without the strangers that became friends, you know what I mean? Without mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. going, oh man, this is great. How do we join this wine club and, and and inventing it on the spot and then going into opening our first day with at least some sort of confidence, right? That, hey, those yeah. people liked it and I like them. So this might work, <laughs> right? But hopefully yeah. I gave you. You
1: chase that, you chase that feeling. Yeah, you do.
0: <laughs> and maybe that's what you become addicted to. But saying, I've, you know, when I saw your product, I was like, I know what that is. I know what it does. I want that thing. And hopefully I gave you the same, you know, feeling in such a, you know, a early stage. Cause I can think of how many different things that I've thought through that. Maybe I didn't get that bump, that push that, that Mm -hmm. like when you're rocking the, the vehicle back and forth to be able to get it to roll out of the sand, which, you know, most things are, um, you gave it. I mean, I didn't mean to cut you off there at all, but I I think that is something that was super interesting. Um, so let's, let's continue. So let's continue our conversation of, uh, like our friendship and over the last 10 years getting to know each other. I mean, um, I can honestly say that, that, uh, knowing you in this, in this regard, has pushed my mind in a bunch of different directions. And even, even as recently, building something that didn't exist before so we can stay in contact mm-hmm. with our customers um, in a new and exciting way. And that, you know, you and I couldn't have done that, or you know, well, I couldn't have done that without your help, absolutely. Um without that friendship, without these conversations that you and I get to have. So I didn't mean to to cut you off at all, but I, I just wanted to reiterate that. And maybe I'm a little confused in my thoughts, but that if I look back that 10 years, that was such an important time for kind of the, the yeah. pathway that both of you, both of us have, have, you know, driven down.
1: Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's uh, it's an odd thing, and I think it may be because we are s- small medium business people kind of thing. I was having this conversation earlier this week, like we not only have to do the work we have to create the framework around the work we have to create the business entity um and and keep our eyes on the horizon for where things are going and what's going to be useful to people. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I don't know if it's that the last 10 years have been special or we've just <laughs> chosen uh, a path that will always be interesting uh, yearly every five years and 10 years at a time because it it necessitates you know evolution and change and um, it presents you with turbulence whether you want it or not. Um, but do you think what you're describing is is
0: yeah. uh we're we're talking about business to a certain extent but what we're really talking about do you, I would always consider you an artist that happens to be
1: in business Unfortunately that's probably more true than yeah. I want it to and be You know what and <laughs> yeah. it seems like and that and that's cuz that's yeah cuz that's the thing right like I built the thing mm-hmm. and the business followed building the thing, but I feel like, and this is where I get away from being as militant and adamant about what people call it, is my vision for it and what I want it to be isn't necessarily the most important thing. In retrospect, I think it i think it has served a purpose and it has been strong and I think it's great and it continues today. And I'm interested in what the next 10 years um, hold for Lindsley, the product, the service, the thing itself. But um, I do feel that it's probably in a similar way to wine. There are people who get it and there are people who mm-hmm. don't. And there are people who want to pay what I want them to pay for it. And there's people who won't. Mm -hmm. And it's like having your hand in the water and sometimes it's fucking cold and sometimes it's warm. And it's just, it's, there's not a rhyme or reason that I have figured out quite yet. I've been lucky enough that like when it gets very rough, I will usually get lucky and a call will come in and it will be something significant and it will, Save the day, but, you know, I've, it's been a trajectory of, um, great heights and not great lows, but just quiet, you know, that's, yeah. that's the difference. The low is quiet. The low is, um, unfortunately having to have, you know, built a team of like seven or eight people around this company and currently having a team of, you know, two to three, mm-hmm. Because it it just it has changed, you know, going from doing weddings and bar mitzvahs to doing global marketing campaigns and things as far away from Los Angeles as I could imagine. And um, can you tell me yeah, about the it's, it's Lego been,
0: in? Um, yeah, just one of the points I want to touch on is: you tell me about the mm-hmm. Lego in Times Square. Tell me about that event that Lensley did and how that had progressed from you building something that you brought to a party people are into it to yeah one of the biggest things i've ever seen was <laughs> you were taking photos with lensley in times square with lego paint the picture for us
1: yeah so it definitely was a progression but you know coming off of the do tour work um I don't know. Our name kind of must've gotten around (laughs) as far as these guys can do photo activations, photo things in things around things. Um, and so, you know, we'd done a Yaris, we had done a Forerunner. Um, I don't know if we built it into any other things yet, but we got a call from an agency who was working with Lego and, um, they were going to be unveiling the largest uh, Lego model to date in Times Square in uh, coordination with some Star Wars release. I can't remember exactly which one, but it was a 5 million brick X-Wing, and we had the privilege, honor, and uh, good work of basically installing multiple cameras into it. We turned the cockpit into a photo booth. I, I, I will call that a photo booth because it is enclosed. <laughs> um, and we also put another pair of cameras that were triggered at the exact same time outside of it so that we were taking a time synced triptych of the person, uh, inside the, uh, cockpit. And, uh, um, it was fun. You know, uh, in addition to that, we, uh, did one other photo op there where there was a life-size Yoda, uh, model that people were able to take photos with. And basically that became what Lindsley was doing for many years was a lot of custom fabrication custom software design and, um, custom photo build here in Los Angeles we would pack it all into uh Pelican cases and send it around the country and around the world. And then we would follow it out to wherever it was going to execute some sort of photo op within a marketing stunt and marketing activation. And uh, yeah, it was, it was rad to, you know, be able to see some of this stuff when um, we were privy to, to see it and, and experience it and work with the teams who built it in advance of the public necessarily seeing it. Um, but then, you know, also going and doing that in Times square, um, and unveiling it, it just, it, it was, uh, it was definitely a, a rad moment, um, until it rained on all our equipment, but <laughs> that's, that's part of the, that's part of the job. That's part of it.
0: Yeah. So, Let's, let's transition a little bit now, Mm -hmm. knowing you and knowing your appetite for creation and knowing your design sensibilities Mm -hmm. and also knowing what you've built now, Mm -hmm. I can give you my answer to this, but where do you want, if anything, if everything is possible, if somebody is listening on this, that can make dreams real, Mm -hmm. where would you like to see your product go? that in the future, in mm. 10 years from now,
1: where do you want to see it be? Um, I have had the same answer to that since the beginning. Mm. And um, I have to qualify that with, I didn't want to do this for some period at the beginning as well. I did not want to be the photo booth guy. Um, That that was something that I wasn't interested in. And um, as I was exploring building this, um, I had to not psych myself into it, but the thing that allowed me to recommit to it Um, And this this was very early. This was probably between the time that I built it and when I decided to do it as a job. And I thought about, I don't know why this flashed in my head, but I thought about Ansel Adams, and I thought about historical photos, and I thought about the social value and the personal value of photos. And that is the thing that allowed me to say, at that time, if I work on this for the rest of my life, I'll be okay with that because what I'm working on, even though it, even though there's a version of all of this that is cheesy or marketing or whatever, there is also real value that people take home with them and enjoyment and moments that they look at that are captured within these things. So I know that it's currently not, um, On zero to Ansel Adams, it is not Ansel Adams, but it is somewhere along that spectrum of social and personal value that it allows me to continue to work on it. And that leads into my answer being that um, where would I like to see it anywhere someone would stop and say, hey, can you take our picture is where I think it belongs. Now, that has changed. People say that a lot less often. People don't make the same physical non-sign language sign for take a picture that they used to. Nobody holds two hands out like brackets and then uses their pointer finger on the right side and plunges an invisible shutter to say, will you take my picture, Um So the world has changed around that answer, but I still feel that there is potentially value there. So there's kind of two things like if it's going to continue to exist that I would love to see it. One is I've taken kind of all the commercial work and the commercial aspects of what we do and we've distilled it. And we have a product that we do lease to people to put in their bars and restaurants and other places where they want to have a continued relationship with their customers which is very much based on the work that we did with you, and um, and that is one thing that I would love to see continue to grow and spread. The other, so thing someone which, listening to this who you, has a location has something
0: where uh, people yeah. want to take a photo, a kiosk to a building, a uh, a bar, a restaurant, a place where the employees are constantly handed cell phones and said, Hey, take, will you take a picture of us? That is the perfect location.
1: Yeah. If you're trying to stay. Yeah. If you're trying to turn your foot traffic into a list, or if you know you people are coming to your place and they have a great time and you're just letting them walk out the door and you don't have a way to continue that relationship. I think Lindsley as a, marketing tool is useful to you um, there's also other places that have that same thing but they just want to provide the experience because they want to invest in their um, customers and users and guests experience it belongs there as well And the third thing which we haven't been as successful but which was kind of that ultimate um, goal uh, uh, along you know a thing that I if it was a nonprofit, And, um, I had a way for Sony or Canon or Kodak of, of, of years past to sponsor it. Like you used to see in Disneyland or you would see in national parks, Kodak picture spot, and you would have Hmm. a bright yellow sign and it was indicating to you like, this is a great place to take a picture, either of you and your group or of the Vista more likely because everything was much more um outwardly focused historically like to me if i did all this work over the last 10 years and another 10 years or whatever and lindsley then ended up being the the single last standout if it's just a kiosk that exists in times square you walk up to it it takes your picture and it sends it to your phone i would be a perfect picture
0: yeah you know hey, what I mean? Uh, that's I, that's the thing that's, that I always thought was so perfect about Lensley is if, yeah. like I go to Mount Rushmore, right? Mm-hmm. And like you're saying, that Kodak spot, if there was the photo where it's two feet on the ground and you're perfectly bracketed with the uh, yeah, faces in, of the presidents behind you and you walk yeah. over and you tap it and it takes this perfectly perfect picture with high quality right. a better camera than you have in your pocket and it shares which is it with getting, you so which you, is
1: getting tougher to do but you know we still we still do that <laughs> but yeah yeah but but and but it shares an it with you interesting but, it, but thing also, to point out yeah and it also belongs to the space right to me that's the interesting thing what is how do you draw this venn diagram between the spaces you visit and you yourself how do you create this archive and this collection and this shared memory that is something that's between you and the great pyramids of Giza or you and the Eiffel tower or you and Mount Rushmore. And it's a, it's a tricky thing, you know, privacy has changed under our feet, and, um, the relationship people have the, the willingness to take a picture with an outstretched arm, like the, the, the lack of awkwardness of selfies, like it's changed, but I still believe fundamentally there's value in that. Not only today, but going into the future, um, having something like that, that exists and it does exist, but it is not deployed. Like we have the hardware, we have the technology, we have the creativity, but what we don't have is the national parks as a partner or, um, A place we we haven't been able to evolve into that being what Lindsley is yet, but that's what I see. You know, uh, things in the short term that are ideal to me is like more commercial customers who can get value out of it because it very much is still a business that requires input of love, creativity, and money and an output of, you know, effective marketing and smiles and laughter and connection between customers and a place that they go, or people who go to a wedding and the people who put the wedding on or whatever, maybe even though we do um, many, many fewer special occasions than we used to, we still do a very few a year. But it's, um, to me, like, I would love to find in the future a, a way to still see if if humanity wants that, if that works, you know, I think I would still use it. If I I was just in Big Bear over the weekend with my kids, um, for, uh, my birthday and they were taking their first ski lesson. And if there was something that existed there in a non cheesy way to take a great photo, like you said, perfect photo, perfectly framed, um, and static, like I would love, you know, next year when they take another ski lesson to take another picture with them and be able to not only track over time my experience and visits there but to have a window into that like what is going on in times square today is is that something that's a shared archive and i could just log on and see you know if this thing had existed for the last 30 years and you could look at the way that fashion changes and people change and the space changes uh, around this hmm, static vantage point that That's would be an rad. interesting thought.
0: Oh, totally. And
1: I, I think exactly what you're talking about. That I never really
0: thought about it like that. Say, there's been a a, a Lensley deployed in Times Square that is, you know, taking pictures of people, but also creating this long now time lapse of yeah. life over the last ten years or twenty years. Yeah. Um, almost so, quietly standing there when you know great events happen, um, and it's there to capture it. Yep. So I got one, I got one last question for you. Um, mm. Drop it. What advice now? Uh, Cause like I said, we we've been talking about Sarles and Sons. We've been talking about Lensley. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing I wanted to really kind of encapsulate is everything we've been talking about is every single company that's ever been in business right? Mm -hmm. From, I have a, I want to build a thing to how do I get this thing out in people's hands? So my question to you is what advice do you have for someone that is say 10 years behind us, the younger Jaime, the younger Keith, that is maybe hesitant to step off the dock and onto the boat that is listening to this, that has had a business for 10 years that hopefully can learn something or, uh, or just that moment of like, what have you learned in the last 10 years that you could go back and, and slip a note in, you know, young Jaime's locker, um, Mm -hmm. and tell him or tell Keith, uh, or even like, this is that moment, like what you've learned in life that you, you want to teach your kids. What would that be from this?
1: Um, I think that the, 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 what I'm learning now, and I'm learning this right now, you know, 10, five years of being a parent, um, 15, 16 years of being self employed, 10 years of doing this particular thing. Um, I do have other projects I'm working on as well, in addition to Lindsley at this point. And I think what I'm learning that is one of the most important things is just that you can't ignore the fundamental parts Um, as much as you're doing a creative thing or an artistic thing. um, As soon as you have involved other people, whether it's your personal responsibilities of a family or you have uh, external responsibilities of employees or larger things like you you're in a different place. You're, you you can no longer just be an art artist about it, artistic about it. And th- those fundamentals, you know, it comes down to financials. It comes down to unit costs and, uh, more in than goes out and all of those other things. And, um, I come from an art background and I am an artist and I think I held on to the ideals of artistry and um, had some really strong lines about what I wanted to do that didn't necessarily jive with what people wanted to pay for, and it's it's just uh, I think there's realities there. Sometimes you can you can you can beat the devil, and there's there are people who um, get way out ahead because they are so good or they are so hot at the time or whatever it may be. But just from my experience, that stuff all seems to catch up with you, and you just you either have to have a a really strong practical partner who bears that part of the responsibility for you, or you have to dedicate some portion of your brain or your team building to taking care of that. And that's that's pretty dry, but it's it's absolutely true. It's it's that's what it comes down to. I think. Awesome. And I don't know if I would tell that to my younger self. Cause I don't, you know, I don't know if it's a lesson you have to learn through experience or if somebody can tell you that there's so much now that is cliche, um, that I understand that I couldn't have understood, it. Couldn't have understood five or 10 years ago, but just through living life, I'm like Aha, That's what that means. You know, even though you understand what it means, it's different to understand it in your mind and understand it in looking at your life. And, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So wrapping this up, um,
0: I just wanted to tell you a couple of things. One, um, it's always been exciting to be around you. And, uh, from that first moment we met to, you know, 10 years later down the road, you actually buckling down and <laughs> allowing me to have a Lensley live in this space and, uh, allowing me to squeeze that orange as hard as I possibly can. Um, uh, you've always been a exciting person to be around. You've always been, uh, unbelievably gracious with your time. And, and you've also been a big person in my life that has pushed me forward into doing things. Maybe I was thinking about, but, uh, uh needed to take that little extra, extra step. So, um, you know you're you're a great friend to me and always have been. But I just wanted to take that opportunity and say I've I've always been impressed. And the future, you know, no matter what it is, and a uh, lensley in every home and a chicken in every pot, right? Um, <laughs> that sounds uh, weird. I, I, That's nice. I know, but it's <laughs> but pretty yeah, good, I, right? Not bad. Uh, um, I, I just appreciate phrase. it. Yeah, thank you. Uh, any any question, and and this is uh, I guess something I'll have to figure out how to quit. You know, kill the end of this show. But wh- any questions you got for me? I know I I was kind of in the driver's seat with the with you on this one, but I think there's so much value in hearing you know your journey and what you've done um, because it is impressive. Um,
1: wh- any no, anything you got? Um, that's on the know, spot I'll, right there. I'll 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 pour some honey out on it as well. You know, it's been, it's been, uh, great to be your friend and collaborate with you as well. And it's just, you know, I don't know. I think we're both continuing to, um, find things to build and work on and put out into the world. And that is the great thing about, you know, that's the flip side of, of whatever part of this has been a complaint or, a or or been scars is that like we get to take what's in our head and make it real in some way uh you know and and produce out of nothing something and uh out out of a lot of work but i mean out of a concept then put work and time and team to it and see it happen so um, I don't have any questions for you right now, but I think I'm awesome. going to turn the chair around on you next time and we'll have to see how the other <laughs> side of the see, see how the other side of this conversation goes. Well, Jaime, thank you so
0: much for sharing so much of your time. This is, you know, we, we do this a lot with, uh, our open tabs podcast, but I wanted to kind of introduce not only you, but your product, uh, as many people, as are possibly listening to this. Um, And I'm going to send this out to, you know, everybody in our little family that we've gotten to know because of your product. And that's, you know, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But um, thanks, man. I really appreciate not only our friendship, but I look forward to doing this in a, you know, we're going to do it again next week, Wednesday, but uh, doing it for (laughs) the next 10 years, man. It's been a great ride.
1: Yes, it has. It's been fantastic.
0: Right on. So that completes the inaugural episode of Hello, Stranger. Goodbye, friend.
1: Bye, friend. Bye, friend.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, we got...